Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you're having a decent Tuesday morning, if I remember the day correctly. Welcome to the Break the Cycle with DSD show. I'm your host, Dwayne. Going to help you start your day right, get things going, and trying to make sure that uh, things are working correctly because... Things aren't looking correct right now. So if anyone is out there and can hear and see me, just say hello so that I know that uh, things aren't messed up. <clears throat> oh, cool. I see some people hang coming out onto the show. Phone lines will be open today. You want to dial 1-424-373-5483. To be part of today's discussion, hit the button to start that right now. Oh, I got all kinds of things going, <clears throat> rolling on the screen right now. Visible Friend says, good morning, Dwayne and everyone from snowy, rainy Ohio. Well, good morning, Visible Friends. Glad to uh, see you make made it. It's been, uh, weather's been kind of weird as well, though it's not snow, well, might have snowed on Debbie the other day. George says, good morning, all. Good morning to you, George. Mark says, hi. Hi to you as well, and good morning. Jeff says, hello. Hello to you, Jeff. Oh, I'm not sure if I can re uh, pronounce that. Mr. Lelangle. Maybe I said that right. Says, morning, DSD. Morning to you. Defy Dad says, hey, DSD. Hey, DSD. Hey, D <laughs> hey Defy Dad. Says, says, morning, Dwayne. Morning to you, Seth. And M. Scott says, howdy, y'all. Thumbs up button. Thanks, sir. Appreciate the support. Anyways, if you want to call in today, one four two four three seven three five four eight three. I want to start off today by just highlighting again our friend Alex Falcone over at Our Nevada Judges, and he also runs The Proper Person. He again was brought on to the news yesterday to talk about that attack on that judge. The individual was sentenced yesterday. So they asked Mr. Falcone to come on and they asked him some questions about procedure and his opinion on what happened. And I tell you, man, it is really, I just got to do this. Congratulations, Alex. I mean, being recognized for all the hard work that you've done. You know, I mean, he's navigated this process. When I say this process, I mean, you know, he's an advocate for our community. He's produced a lot of content on his Our Nevada, I mean, uh, on his The Proper Person. He has two channels. He has Our Nevada Judges, which is a company, and then he also has The Proper Person where he goes over court procedures and stuff like that. And, you know, he and I, he was actually, Alex was my first interview that I ever did. So uh, when we just kind of, I mean, we met through the power of the internet and <clears throat> what, seven years ago. And it's been, it's been really cool to watch his success and what he's been able to do, the ground he's been able to make in just bringing awareness to the court systems, to the criminal court, to the civil court, to family court. It's just really impressive. So if you have not heard of Mr. Falcone, go check out his channel. If you're interested in Crime Watch, you absolutely should check him out because uh, on his Our Nevada Judges site, he covers, I mean, actually covers trials, has camera crews, I mean, which, you know, he's got a small team that uh, now, anyways, I mean, that small team kind of includes him, his wife, and you know, a couple other people, but, uh, you know, he's really, he's really done an outstanding, incredible job of, of, uh, 
of just, I mean, building what he's built. So he still has his his case uh, up against the uh, Nevada Supreme Court for camera access in all courts. And if he wins that, there is a really good chance we're going to finally start getting cameras in family court. And I think of all the things that all the things that are being worked to try to affect change, that is going to be the pivotal thing that changes everything. Because right now people don't get to see what's going on. You you know, you can't make <clears throat> you know, you can't make a content out of it, basically, is kind of what I'm thinking. Meaning that, you know, okay, yeah, you have a court watcher who goes in and it's and it's a, a like a captive audience. You know, you're preaching to the choir. What we need is cases where people can see things and really see the hypocrisy, the lies, you know, how things are are portrayed. I think a prime example of that, so I'll just ask you guys, I mean, a couple, what was it, two years ago when the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing occurred, and I honestly think that had that not been televised, and it wasn't easy to see really what was going on, and if all we were going to, all we got out of that was a filtered report of someone telling us, a reporter telling us what happened. I don't know if the outcome, well, I mean, I think the outcome would have been the same because the jury obviously wasn't seeing that. But I mean, the effect that that had on the whole concept to just believe, you know, believe everyone when they throw an allegation. I mean, people got to see real time a smear campaign and, and, to judge the be, the believability and oftentimes people just you know they go into court i mean think about it you know people will go into court we hear the stories all the time oh you know we i was prepared i had all i had all my information the judge didn't listen to me and obviously us let me go back over here obviously we when we hear those stories we're like oh yeah well you know i experienced part of that so yeah that's true now imagine the power if on top of that you had coverage of it and you could see it and you could go, wait a minute, you know, they didn't even allow somebody to present evidence. I mean, it's like this thing didn't, this wasn't, this hearing doesn't even make sense. That is what's going to change things. And right now family court is using you know, protecting the minor, protecting the kids primarily and or privacy. Well, it's just a private matter and, and no one needs to be made aware of it because it's a private family matter and, you know, we're just going to seal everything. And it, it's a, a echo or a, a star chamber. I mean, that's like I'm dating myself. You know, back in the day when I was a kid, there was a movie, I think, called The Star Chamber where <clears throat> in private people were deciding what to do, passing judgment. You know, we need to get the light of day in this. And let me just go back over this. Alex is working that. So I would encourage you to support what he's doing. Watch his videos. Subscribe. If you have any interest, I mean, if you go here, let's let's do this. Let me open up another tab. New tab over here. If you uh, scroll down, I mean, he's covering different cases. So if you have an interest, now granted, you know, maybe not all of the all of his cases are the super sexy things, but you know, let me let me uh I'll just let me just grab one and I'll just show you what what well so, I'll, I'll mute it. But what he does is he produces I mean he produces it too. So you know who's talking. You know but right now it's this, you know, this judge. Uh, let me see if I can get to a different thing where, where he has some other, you know, here you have where he's, okay, so this is the defendant. I mean, so you kind of, how many times have we watch something? I mean, I was watching something the other day and it's like, well, who, who, who's this? Who's talking now? 
you know, I mean, he does a phenomenal job. And, and then sometimes when something happens, a procedural, I'm trying, trying to see if I can just scroll over it. He'll, he'll add in what's going on. So, I mean, it, it's, if you're into legal stuff, definitely check his channel out. And if you're into our community, absolutely support what he's doing because this guy, <clears throat> excuse me, is, well, actually, he's, he's even, he's popped a thing up on himself. I wonder if this is about something to do with them. Uh, sometimes it is because they have hearings about um, their, uh, you know, court access and stuff like that. But support him. Support. Go over there, subscribe to his channel, and and throw Alex Alex some some love because he absolutely deserves it. He's been really busting his butt, you know. And and, and again, this stuff. I mean, like like me. This is a this is a passion project. You know, we're doing this. I mean, he's not doing that to, to become rich. I'm not doing this to, to make a ton of money. I mean, would we love to be able to make enough money to do this kind of stuff full time? Absolutely. But we have a passion for it. I mean, mine's, you know, different. I mean, obviously, my what I'm doing is a little bit different than what he's doing. But what I'm saying is, is that if he didn't really care about this topic, if he didn't, if it didn't mean something to him, he wouldn't be doing this. This is caught. I mean, he's getting some accolades and progress now, but I mean, he's worked his butt off. It's been costing him time and money. I mean, fortunately, he has a, a wonderful wife that supports him, and they've been working this together. Uh, but you know, I mean, these these projects are tough. You know, and sometimes, sometimes when things are are rough or or you're not making the progress you think you should, you, you can, I mean, I, I don't know how many content creators in our, in our area that I've talked to, not I'm saying with Alex, but just in general where people are just like, you know, what am I doing? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm beating my head against the wall, trying to move the needle. You know, this is not, not moving the direction I want, but they keep at it. So definitely support the good ones. Definitely support the good ones. So I'm going to jump back over to the comments. So hit that, excuse me. Jess said, uh, our Jesse said, good morning, DST. Good morning, Jesse. M says, good morning, Dwayne. Thank you for the morning show. Well, thank you for joining, uh, joining in on the show and the discussion. I appreciate it. I think I hit the text notification. Okay, for the folks that, that are starting to unsubscribe, because, I mean, I've had that text notification thing for a long time, uh, and now they're kind of getting spammed, so I completely understand. So if, you, if that text thing is bothering you, uh, and since it costs me money, if you feel like you need to, you know, to take your name off that list, that's perfectly, perfectly understandable. Gaddis says, hello. Hello to you. Lori says, good morning, Dwayne. Thanks for being here. Well, good morning to you, Lori, and thanks. thank you for being with us today. M says, I have been following Alex for years. For I'm sorry, for years, and a lot of his advice, along with Dwayne's advice, basically kept me off the edge. Well, outstanding, M. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he is definitely a wealth of knowledge. What I would also say, if you want to, when I mentioned that interview, <clears throat> excuse me, if you go onto the main DSD YouTube page, if you scroll down to expert interviews, this, let's see, now that one, that's it. I've done a few interviews with Alex. Let's see, how do I get into this without it, without it auto playing? Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can scroll down. Very first interview six years ago. So there's even the interview I did with that, with Angie. I haven't done a lot of interviews lately. I need to, one of these days, if depending on how things go this year, I may try to get back into it. So I got a few, I think this is the one I actually did this one in person. I think that's in person with Alex. 
let me uh three years ago now maybe okay hold on so we got is it this one all right i'm gonna click on it let's see what happens and i'll pause it nope not in i did one i did one live show with him at his oh my god look at my old graphics wow anyways that's pretty funny so on that yeah he's uh check those out now i gotta get uh now i gotta get back to get back to my channel all right what, how do i do this your channel all right there we go and oh now i gotta close oh now i have this playing in the corner what is going on come on come on youtube stop stop giving me grief There we go. All right. That's funny. M says, all too often family court does not properly follow procedure or case law. Yeah, it's really tough, you know? I mean, it, and, and the sad part is, is that, you know, you walk in. I think all of us walk into family court thinking, okay, well, this is, this is law. We're going to get justice. They're going to follow the. They're going to follow the rules, and shenanigans are not going to be. It's, it's actually blows my mind that so many people fall into that trap, and they learn the hard way the first time they walk into court. That it isn't that way. That it's there's so much discretion. I don't know how many times I've heard of people who are like, "I'm going to trial," and they go, and they're ready to start trial, and by they, the trial doesn't even start because. The judge forces forces the parties to do a stipulated agreement. And typically it's because they say, you know, I haven't even seen evidence. This is how I'm going to rule. So if you want to, you know, you want to play the game, be my guest. But, you know, this is what's going to happen if you want to play, if you want to do that. And it's like, gosh, darn. Just not right. Mr. Scott says, through, uh, through my whole process, I really kept your message central in my thoughts. Quote, focus on your relationship with your kids. Oh, thanks, man. Well, I'm glad that was helpful. And thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it when you guys, why is this not, what am I doing wrong? Super from Prisoner 105. Thank you so much. And I got to test out my newly redesigned redesigned uh, alert. Hopefully that sounded looked okay. I found a different one. So Prisoner uh, 105 with the Super Chat says, Morning and coffee. Not yet. Today I will have, I will have the, the required ingredients to make <laughs> to make coffee. Thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Oh, Lori says text notifi notifications are great for me. Love them. Well, outstanding. And just on that, if you're just tuning in, if you want to sign up for the text notifications, just text DSD Live to one eight four four five nine eight zero zero one two. That's DSD Live, all one word to eight four four nine five eight zero zero one two, and you will be added onto the onto the list. Lori has a question too, so let's come over here. As Lori says, uh, Dwayne, I have four hearings in the next five weeks plus jury duty. Advice? How? Gosh darn it! The clock's getting in front of it. How? Uh, advice? How to not get too triggered? Plus three children, grade school and middle school, plus my job. Lori, that's a tough one. I mean, it's it's going to be about recognizing when you're starting, when your anxiety and everything's starting to go up. And I'll, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm dealing with this now with the crap that I'm dealing with. It's good if you have what I would say. The other thing that's good is to understand what the realistic expectations are of these hearings are, right? Uh, unfortunately, that would require, let me, let me put it this way. When I do a coaching thing and, and I have a person who is 
kind of in your shoes. You know, the question I'll ask, I mean, for realistically, I have more detail on what's going on with their case and what's going on, right? And oftentimes when they say, well, this is happening and they're starting to get stressed and they're starting to get frustrated, I'm like, okay, so what, what exactly has happened so far? What has, you know, and they'll say whatever. And then it's like, okay, so what is, you know, what's, what's the risk your attorney, if you have an attorney, is telling you? And oftentimes, you know, they'll say whatever, you know, whatever. Now, and depending on, on, on that, most of the time it's like, okay, well, your risk is like, like for instance, let's say, let's say you have 50, 50 custody. It's been running for, for a year, two years. And now your ex is coming back saying, well, you're a scumbag and I, I want full custody. Well, they can do that, right? I mean, they can, they, they can at any time file a petition to, with the court and say, I want this. But just because they say it doesn't mean it's going to happen. So the next question is, is, is there any basis for, I mean, real basis, right? And what I mean by that, because they're always going to say something. They're going to say, well, you know, you forgot to drop the kids off, you know, we're late one day in the last year and that's your horrible parent and, you know, you shouldn't have this authority, right? Well, that's BS. It's like, that's really not going to move the needle. There would have to be some type of action that would really put you at risk. And the reason, so this is what I'm saying is like, so if you're going, take what I'm talking about with my situation right now, excuse me. I have court coming up later this month in a civil case. Everything that I've, I've researched and looked at and the people I've talked to have said they have no case. Your, your argument is based in, <laughs> is based in law, right? And statutes, which I mean, with, we're talking about family court, that is kind of entertaining. So the reality is, is I don't I mean, I don't know what's going to ultimately happen. There is this underlying anxiety that, uh, that, that what if, but I'm, I'm just saying, okay, I'm relaxing and I'm, and, and it's two part one. It's like, all right, I have a high probability of winning this, that this should potentially be over at the end of this, you know, mid the 22nd of this month. The second part of it is like, okay, let's say that doesn't happen. And it's, I've made my peace with what the different outcomes are. If, excuse me, if in those hearings, you understand what the, you know, what the probable outcome is and what could happen and be mentally prepared for it, it starts to really reduce the anxiety and the triggering that you get from those situations. Let's see. Okay, you did add a little bit more, so I'm going to grab your next comment. It says, uh, my ex-narc is an attorney, keeps filing motions for contempt of court. The motions are totally smear campaigns. So here's the thing. If he keeps filing these motions of contempt of court, because he can, and they keep getting denied, it's actually hurting him and his credibility. I'm trying to think. I mean, technically... In the Dan Markell case, ultimately that ended in him being deleted. Uh, he was filing actions against his attorney ex-wife, basically going after her law license for the unethical things that she was doing in that. Not not to say that that would be the route to go, but typically these things tend to blow up in people's faces. Laura goes on to say, my ex uses, uses this, filing contempt motions against me, as a financial abuse as well. I'm out money for attorney and he never gets ordered to pay all my fees. Is he representing himself or is he also quote unquote paying an attorney? Uh, part of the issue on that can be, you know, if, if, if you, let me back up. There are ways depending on, I mean, depending on the statutes in your, in your area where when, People, when, when you can make a case for them doing that, now what you might have to do is get your attorney to basically file something specifically saying you are, you, I can't, I can't what fictitious, ficti- uh, is it fictitious litigation? I can't remember what the term is, but there's a term for it 
for exactly what you're talking about, where you can get sanctions and stuff against that, you might have to research that. I, I'm actually, to be honest, I think Alex probably has videos on that. I don't know about them off the top of my head. So if I did, I'd pull them up. Let's see. Uh, Ideology says, L'Oreal, I feel for you. All I know is that you can manage a lot more than you ever thought you could. Concentrate on the love for your children and ensure the outcome you want is best for them. Yeah, I agree. But the the I get what Lori's saying because you have somebody vectacious. That's what it is. Vectacious. Vectacious. <laughs> See, that's the thing that's so frustrating about all this. There's these legal terms that are just like freaking letters mushed together that, at least for me, make zero sense. I know when I was working on my documentation, it was, uh, you know, I mean, I, I look at some of the stuff that I wrote. Now, granted, I got a lot of it from uh, from lawyer, you know, from attorneys and different different legal experts that have know the way to mush these words together. And I look at it, I'm like, I, I just keep reading it. And I'm like, what the hell is this saying? <laughs> I mean, I had that with, um, I don't know if I can pull this up. I had that the other day with, let's see if I can, let's see if I can find this real quick. I'm not going to show this on the screen because I do not want to uh, effectively dox myself. But uh, where is it? There's the file with all the stuff. And oh, by the way, my other filing <clears throat> was accepted. Uh, I was a little worried about that because um, I wasn't entirely sure if I made a mistake on it. But they accepted it. Well, see, this isn't this isn't technically that bad. But the comment was that the he one attorney had me or the person, the the consult I had says. Furthermore, plaintiff's opposition to demure defendant's demure was rejected and therefore was technically never filed, and therefore the demure should be not should be granted as unopposed. Now that's not that crazy of a sentence, but that just is like what. And there's some other stuff that I've had in there that I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to go through too much of it, but, but anyways, good times, good times indeed. <clears throat> so Lori, let me know if that was helpful for you, but what you're feeling is absolutely, see, here's the crazy part. What you're feeling is absolutely normal and, and, I would even say expected. And so the sad part is, is that's exactly what your ex is going for. And again, like I've been talking about lately is when they go to court, you cannot ignore them. Like, so every time he files this stuff, she has to respond. And I, I mean, hopefully Lori, you have the funds. I mean, I know it's, probably not fun, but hopefully you can deal with the attorney thing. And uh, meaning that the cost is annoying, but it's not devastating because then the only other option is to represent yourself, which I mean, honestly, I think for all of us, if we could get in the mindset and be able to detach and to be able to do that, then I think in a lot of ways it's very empowering because you're not just dumping thousands of dollars every month down the toilet just to have somebody go back and forth and then show up for a hearing. Lori says one judge, because I'm not going to try to say the word again, <laughs> said he and his law partner were wholly not credible and ordered him to pay 95 K in fees. But then five judges later on and many attorneys later attorneys, Later on, said he continues on. And you say that you owe your attorney 100K. It's been financially devastating. Yeah, I think what these people do is they force you into seriously considering bankruptcy. 
And honestly, I would say in that, if it ultimately comes down to that, that's the other thing, like, okay, for the situation I'm currently in, that's the other thing I'm looking at is like, okay, if this goes south, I might have to go that route. I might have to finally, after all this time, and it's, and it was, it's a bitter pill to swallow. Let me finish the thought. So, cause I kind of switched there after all this time and not, and being able to avoid not having to do that, this could, I mean, at the end, at the end, these fucking people just don't ever stop at the end of this. It could ultimately finally destroy me in financially to where I would have to probably file bankruptcy. So I'm sorry you're going through that, Lori. Sorry all of us are going through it. It's just, it's not great. And, and so, and here's the hard part with court. I mean, I'm going to just pull back this, uh, this comment where, you know, it's like she was saying one judge yet said, yeah, okay. They got to pay 95 K and her fees. And then they just whittle away, you know, play the game, play the game, play the game. And then, you know, it's like nothing ever happens or it just gets forgot or gets over, uh, overrun. Unless, you, unless you're saying, then five judges later and many attorneys later, he continues on. Uh, if you had that before and he was ordered to pay that, then you should have a good case to bring that up again and say, look, this is a reoccurring pattern. You know, he continues to do this. He continues to file these frivolous motions, dragging us in, costing hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's done it again and get the money again. The problem is, is if, if, if he, if, if he has a way of not paying, <clears throat> excuse me, if he has a way of, of, uh, well, two things, basically if that doesn't affect him is what I'm trying to say. And meaning either he, he, he can wiggle out of it to where it doesn't count or he's got so much money that, you know, I'll throw a hundred grand at this just to make her life hell. And that's, what's really scary about people in situations where they have resources and money is because oftentimes there'll be one person who is like, yeah, I'll burn this place to the ground just to make them miserable. Or even worse, like in my situation, well, not even worse, but in another type of situation, if you're paying or if they think that's kind of what happened in my situation, if they think that, oh, you're going to have to pay for everything. And then they're not worried about the cost because it's not their cost. They don't have to pay it. So again, oftentimes it's about finding the pressure point that really affects the person. And unfortunately, the, the trouble we have oftentimes is that we look at it like, okay, well, what would affect us? What would be the thing that would happen or could happen to me that would make me run for the hills or make me say, okay, fine, I'm done or, or whatever. And we focus on that and, and it's the complete wrong thing because it's not the motivation and it doesn't have the effect for, for a toxic narcissistic person that's just looking for a fight. The pig that wants to roll around in the mud. I mean, it, it would be like, okay, well, I would like to be on nice clean grass and all washed up and clean. And so you're trying to, to move towards that. And you're like, well, I, I know if, if that was the case and I had a nice clean shower over there, if I, if someone got me all muddy, I'd want to do, you know, I'd want to gravitate towards that. <clears throat> Whereas, you know, you're basically putting somebody in the mud and they love it there and they don't want to get out. See the problem, Lori, in your situation, it's like, how do you, you know, cause even great, I mean, it, it, you know, maybe, and maybe this is what started is you went gray rock and he wasn't getting the reaction or the response, which is probably not the case. If he's an attorney, he probably knew he's like, Oh, well, I know what I can do. I can just file these motions and that'll drive you crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's, and sometimes it's hard to figure out what is the motivating factor for these folks. What exactly is it that you can do to get them to say, okay, fine. You know, I don't, I don't want to play this game anymore. So like in my situation, I think partly it was, 
I think the X ran out of money. And I also think the reports and things weren't going in her, in her way. So it was like, okay, well, this is not working out for me. So I need to, you know, I need to just back off because this could go poorly. Sometimes they don't care. You know, sometimes they will burn the place to the ground to get what, uh, to get what they want. Okay. I'm scrolling back up cause I missed a couple of comments. Ideology says family court should be an even playing, gosh, darn it. Even playing field. If indeed it's objective is the best interest of the children. It's a scam that you can be financially abused. The system is broke. Same in the UK. Yeah, I agree with you, man. You know, I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to an attorney last night on my situation and I was, we were talking about, my question was about service and I'm like, okay, so, you know, I, I have to every, so every document I have to serve. And they're like, yeah, you know, you can do electric ser electronic service if, if everyone agrees to it. And I don't know how to accomplish that. So otherwise you need to mail it. And then I'm like, okay, fine. And I said, well, there's no option except for certified mail. And he goes, well, then that's what you have to do. And I'm like, you know, every time I send a piece of paper, it costs me a hundred bucks. And his comment was, well, lit litigation is expensive. I'm like, you know, it was just, it's just, it, you know, it, 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 it's a good example of what Lori's talking about. I mean, they force you to engage. And if you don't, if you just say, you know what, I'm not showing up, then what will happen is, is they will get a summary judge, or I think it's a summary judgment, basically where it's like the other party walks in, you're not there, they file the thing saying, you know, I want a million dollars in full custody and a, and a brand new airplane. And, you know, the judge can go, well, no one else is here. So the other party doesn't care. So, yes, I'm granting this in full. So they force you to have to, I mean, the same in my situation. I mean, I have to respond to this. I have to engage. I have to, you know, deal with the stress of, and, and the crazy part is, is it, it's, it's not just nothing. It's not, it, you know, it, like I'm trying to think of a different example. You know, I mean, it's not like it work and it's, you have to, oh, you have a report you have to do. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll work on it. And, you know, and there's no stress or anxiety. Well, I guess technically a work thing, there could be stress and anxiety, but you know, I mean, it's just different, but then you throw something like this out and then you're constantly thinking, well, what happens next? What is the next thing? What if they say that, like even this, I mean, with my last thing, when I filed my, my demure, when uh, they originally, when the opposition to my demure was on its way, I'm like, well, what are they going to say? Are they going to lie? Are they going to try to fa fabricate something? I mean, the whole thing's a lie. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, what are they going to, what is the next move? And I swear it's the universe, like in my, in that situation, the universe was just screwing with me because it's like, okay, I knew it was coming. Saw that it got rejected in the court. And then it was like, it, you know, form delivery was saying, oh, it's going to be delivered on Thursday. And then it was Friday. And then it was, you know, I mean, it just, it, it, it's like nothing, everything just kind of keeps just lingering on. It's, it's just really, really frustrating. <clears throat> All right. There is a phone call. So I'm going to do that. We only have the last 10 minutes, but let's go to that. We're going to go to line one. Make sure I hit the, get everything set up correctly. Hello and welcome to the show. Good morning, Dwayne. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Doing good. So I guess I get really confused on the topic, but our exes, they do horrible things to us, right? They harass us. Yep. They accuse us of things that we didn't do. They put us in financial jeopardy but they never get punished. And the way that I see it is if I had a neighbor or an ex-boyfriend that I didn't have a child with who was costing me money and harassing me and doing all these things to me, I would be able to sue that person in a criminal court, correct? Potentially. It gets complicated because you know, then you have to like, I mean, and the only reason I say this because it's like nothing is easy on this. You would have to be able to show right. how it's damaged you or how they 
they hurt your reputation and how you had been affected by it. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, you would, you know, yeah, yeah, you are correct. You know, and it just, it just sucks that, you know, when we have our exes blatantly in family court, you know, financially strangling us, costing us jobs, costing us money, accusing us of hurting our children. it, It just sucks because there's no legal action that can be taken against them and you'll never get an apology from the judge. Nope. Yeah, you're right. No, you're you're just you end up just banging your you you end up banging your head against the wall, feeling powerless and and feeling like how in the hell can this system actually be this this corrupt and this in, there's no justice in it. There's no justice, there's no accountability, yeah. and it really typically favors the toxic person. I I know exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying. It's like I've seen it time and time again where it's like how in the hell can this happen? It's like if we did, and I'm sure you feel the same way. If you did the exact same thing your ex is doing, the judge would probably make an example of you and would punish you. It's probably the way you feel. Right. Yeah. It's just like I said, like if I had a neighbor that yeah. was going around, you know, telling the whole neighborhood that I'm a child abuser and, you know, all this type of stuff. Like I would call the police on that person. I would file a restraining order. Yeah. You'd find no, uh, no contact yeah. order or a restraining order. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. But I mean, when you it, have a child with someone you're, you're just stuck. Yeah. And, and then if you do try to file something like that, then it, you look, they look poorly upon you. It's like, well, what are you doing? You're doing that to try to, you know, affect uh, child custody or, or I, I hear you. It's incredibly frustrating. I mean, that, unfortunately, what it forces us to do is to really question if we really want to or really want to or need to go back to family court. Now, oftentimes, we're not the ones saying, okay, I, I have to put a stop to this, so I'm trying to do something. Now, I'm assuming, have you talked to an, your attorney and said, what can I do to try to make this stuff stop? <laughs> no, well, I'm actually... I'm actually about a month out of an on and off again, 10 year custody battle. My son is 14. So court is over. Thank um, God. Officially. Here, let me do this. And congratulations on that. Cause that's a huge milestone. Thank you. you know, but when I just, when I look back on the years, you know, I was accused, I was basically accused of everything other than rape in the family court. And I was never, convicted of anything i never did anything everything always got thrown out but my ex was allowed to openly in court just completely slander me in the worst ways possible forcing me to have to defend myself yeah and the end result is they just walk away yeah and typically i think that probably what he did is he was able to take something out of context spin it in a way that if you fell down and tripped and hit your head and then drank, you know, drank five beers that maybe you might think, Oh wow, this might make sense. And you know, and then I've seen that so many times where people do do allegations like that. And then when they lose, it's like, well, you know, I was just trying to protect my kids. I mean, I was just, I wasn't sure, you know, like in your situation, yeah, be like well, yeah. her, her, her behavior has been so erratic. You know, I wasn't sure what, you know, it just, there was all these indicators. I mean, I don't know if that's what he said, yeah, but I mean, it would, wouldn't surprise me if that's not what he said or anyways. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the bad part about family court is in criminal court, you're, you're being charged. There's evidence yeah. you've been arrested. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole line of things in family court. It's, oh, she's crazy and she's drugging the kids and she's all these things. Yep. Well, they don't have to present evidence. They don't have to do anything. All they have to do is put the burden on me to defend myself. Yeah. You know, that's what happens in family court, basically. You know, it's the same with restraining orders. Oh, he threw a water bottle at me. Come arrest him. Right. You know, it's just, it's just wild. But I thank you for your show. You know, Alex, I've been following Alex for years. And I... You guys don't understand how important you are because when you're going through high conflict custody cases, nobody gets it. Your friends don't understand it. Your neighbors, your parents, people yep. sympathize with you, but they don't really get it. No, they don't. And they, and unfortunately, a lot of people just who haven't been through this default to, well, if you're going through that, then there must be some truth to it. 
why nobody would lie about something like this, you know? So what's, you know, then they, I I mean, it's so freaking annoying because you get your name drugged through the mud and no recourse. And then half the time, even if you do win, everything is sealed. So it's not like you can, you know, drag the documentation to say it's unfair. I mean, it's just, I know exactly what you're saying. It's just, it's not right. And you're, and you're right. In another situation, you would be able to potentially go sue the person for slander, especially if it affected, you know, affected you or affected your job or or somehow you could show a correlation that this behavior has had a consequence, but not in family court. And then sadly, the risk is, is that if the judge happened to one of those allegations go, oh my God, you know, this is, I mean, and this is where it's really bad in the beginning, because at the beginning when they don't, there's no history, they can oftentimes go, oh, well, you know, this is serious, serious stuff. We need to look into this and we need to protect the children in the instance that this might be true. Now they don't do that as much as they used to in the past, but that used to be the slam dunk, right? Somebody would come in and say, right. you know, mom's a drug addict and, and this stuff is happening right. and they go, oh, wow. Okay. You know, well then what we're going to do is we're going to take the kids we're going to make her go through a drug rehabilitation thing and get mandatorily tested. Right. So here you are. I don't know. And I'm just making this up. I don't know if this is what you're dealing with, but I'm just saying, right. you know, that's the type of crap that happens are or, or like in, you know, my situation, you know, when I was, I'm like, I want 50, 50. Well, you know, you're a scumbag and we don't know. So we're right. going to have to, you're going to have to prove that you're <laughs> not a scumbag and, you know, we'll give you five right. minutes more time. And, and if you can keep the kids alive in five minutes time, I'm being sarcastic, you know, but, but I mean, it's like, right. yeah, you end up having to jump through, through hoops. And unfortunately, right. well, that's, no, go ahead. Well, yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. I mean, I have joint, I have 50, 50 custody. I have joint custody. It's just over the years, anytime my ex farted and the wind blew the wrong way, like oh we got it we just got a tax return let's go back to court you know they just loved going back to court to punish me and every time like why do i have to defend wild accusations when they presented no evidence yeah i know why do i have to why do i have to defend myself against anything like you can just go into family court and like you said be like oh they're crazy you can't trust them. You know, there's a picture of them drinking a beer from a decade ago on Facebook. Yep. You know, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's completely crazy. No, I know. I, and, and the sad part is, is I think typically on the other side of it, on our side of it, on your side of it, you would never in a million years, I'm, I am sure there's probably things you could think of, uh, of the, within the relationship with your ex that if you wanted to cherry pick instances you could blow those up, but it just, it feels, it feels gross, you know? I mean, and I chose, I personally, I chose, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I am, I am not going to, you know, go over a 20 year history or 20 and then, and then, you know, start pulling stuff out. Well, this one time, you know, you did a, you know, you did drugs before you knew me. You know I mean? It's like, I mean, I could have, I mean, I could see how I could have spun an argument that, you know, oh, well, you know, the behavior has changed and, and I don't know who this person is and they're hanging out with weird people. And, and, you know, they told me a story 20 years ago that, that, uh, you know, they did, uh, you know, they did care or whatever, you know, I mean, I'm just like, I mean, yeah, but I'm like, I'm like, that's, I mean, do you really think that, I mean, it's just, it's so annoying. And then the reality is, so what you're effing X, sorry, it has done is, is, <laughs> is well you said 10 years i mean so so has made the last 10 years a living hell for you your children yeah for no just because they can whereas and this is the thing that used to drive me crazy when i think about it it's like for what it's like all you would have to do it would take less energy and time to just say you know you know oh my you know my ex-wife is like if like if i was your ex like well you know she's a piece of crap but whatever, you know, and then just right. pretend, you know, just like go to the event, smile, put on a face and try to make it as pleasant for the kids as possible. Right. But what it ends up doing is it ends up stressing the God, I'm actually getting irritated. It stresses the kids out <laughs> because they're they're wrapped into a situation. They're 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 stuck between mom and dad. And, you know, they they, they have no escape. We have no escape. And the only one who really has the right. power to make it stop is the person who will not 
do it. They won't do it. Right. Oh man, we're almost well, it, out of time. It is a direct. It's a direct form of punishment. Oh, absolutely. To be able to take someone to court over and over again, and if you have a personality disordered ex. Oh yeah, their identity is court, yep. and trying to convince everybody that you're, you know, this awful person. And if they lose, they don't stop trying over and over again. I know. I mean, and and unless, sadly, unless they face some type of conic, uh, consequence, easy for me to say, and right. the the risk is low to them, then it's it's uh, it's gravy. It's like, well, well this works. You know, it doesn't, there's no, there's no sweat off my back. It doesn't have a, a negative effect on me. So, hmm, all right, I'll, you know, what's the next thing I can file? Let's end up in court again. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's terrible. Yeah, it's like you said, you, you get a flat tire and you miss two days of school because your car is in the shop. And the next thing you know, you're being accused of like educational neglect, you know, stuff like that. She's so financial. And, I, and I'm going to say this and if and it's triggering or whatever, I apologize, but, but you know, she's so, you know, financially irresponsible she can't even keep her car working and can't get the kids to school i need full custody now right right it's like right. That's what seriously they, do. they cher- cherry pick yeah. a cherry pick a little situation and file papers you know yeah. and it's just and then it gets thrown out and then everyone walks away and it's like okay when does this person get punished <laughs> And unfortunately and it, well and unfortunately it takes forever i mean like we were talking about alex earlier you know he battled his ex, I think, for eight years before he. Well, yeah. Not he didn't start getting victories at eight years. He probably started getting victories at year five right. and six. But I mean, eight right. years. You know, I mean, are you kidding me? It shouldn't take this long. But time and time again, I've seen that. That's kind of the trend. Like, I mean, you said everything kind of stopped yep. at ten years. You know, it's like it takes this, right. this significant amount. And and unfortunately, I think what ends up happening is is our kids get to be a little bit older to where they can put a stop yeah. to it. They can, you know, instead of just being the timid little kid that doesn't want to say anything and doesn't get involved, which they shouldn't be involved. But unfortunately it's right. not until our children are like, Hey, knock this off, you know, or stop this. That's kind of, that's pretty much what happened in my situation yeah. was once my son was 14 years old and over six foot tall is when the ex said, okay, this isn't, this isn't working anymore. This kid doesn't want to live here. You know, the kids start to get angry yeah. at the personality disordered parent. Cause when they're young, it's easy to trick them. Oh yeah. Like, oh, mommy oh, yeah. loves you more. Daddy loves you more. You want to live in this house. And then once they turn into a salty teenager, they don't want anything <laughs> to do with anything. <laughs> Isn't, that, isn't that so true? It's like we, and that's a, a frustrating, I think part for us is we end up beating our head against the wall. You know, and, and we take yeah. it as a responsibility, right? So when the, when the kid's a salty teenager, like you said, you know, you can't just pawn them off on the other, well, you don't want to pawn them off on the other parent. Well, maybe, right. you know, but there are probably times where you're like, oh, dear God. But I mean, it's like, hey, this is my responsibility. I'm supposed to take care of this. And you, right. and you stay in the fight, you know, where these other people, they just, they don't want, they don't want to do their actual work. They just want the image credit and they want to punish the other party you know, to show that they're, they're, I mean, it falls into the normal thing. It's like, well, if I can, I'm sure the ex is thinking if, I, if he can show that you're a piece of crap, then no one will believe you. Right. The smear campaign will work. So if you turn around and said anything bad about him, well, well, you're worse, right? I mean, it's just, it's, that's the whole point of a smear campaign. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing. Like you said, you know, when you haven't done anything wrong and you're just a normal person, your ex is looking for anything. They're scanning you know, your old Facebook photos, you know, they're doing everything they can to create a narrative Mm -hmm. that just never existed in the first place. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's like, then you get paranoid because then you're constantly thinking about, okay, well, what, what, how can, what I'm going to do, is it going to be used against me? And you know, then why I got, you know, then you have that struggle to where you're you're thinking, well, screw it. I get to live my life. I'm going to do whatever. And then it's like, realistically, well, right. you need to be a little measured because you know it's going to be right. used against you. So, yes, you can go live yeah. your life. And yes, you can do whatever you want. But at what cost? Right. I mean, it's just, it's, right. it's a and that's, draining experience. That's where, 
that's where the anxiety comes from. Oh, absolutely. And that's why these situations are so damaging because I'm kind of like Alex in the sense to where like the first four or five years, I got railroaded. I was depressed. Yeah. I was halfway suicidal. I was being accused of insane things that I never did. And I just had my head in the sand, just trying to survive, trying to have a job, trying to take care of my kids, trying to be a good wife. And I have this family court cloud over me. And every day you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, like, I can't function. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. Know, you know, and if you don't snap out, if you don't snap out, but once I snapped out of it is when I started having wins in court, when I started paying attention and eating healthy and exercising and getting my brain back to a place where I could function and to stop having anxiety. You know, it, there was there was a point to where if I even saw their car in traffic, my heart would fall into my ass. I remember those days. Isn't it weird? I mean, once you're on the other once you're on the other side of that, I mean, I don't know about you, but when you think back to that, it was like, wow, that is so weird that I had a basically yeah. a PTSD response just by seeing yes. not even their car, a car. You know, it, it, it's like I used to, you know, the Grand, the 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 the, the Dodge Grand Caravan, gray, you know, all over yeah. the place. Every time I saw one, I had a freaking panic attack. You know. Now, yeah, now absolutely. it's like when and I see, that, yeah, I see a car, I'm like, oh, is that her? And then she has dinosaurs or bats or something, dragons on the side of it. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's of it. Course. And it's like, it's no, yeah, of course, <laughs> you know, but it's one of those things where it's, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, now I can look at it and go, oh, okay. All right. You know, oh, that looks like her car, big deal. Or, oh, that is her car. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah, these, yeah, these think, things really stress I, you out. I think, I think that's the one thing that like family and friends and people they don't, don't understand it. what you're going through yeah. is the heightened state of severe anxiety that you get put in. in I mean, th think about, I mean, like, think like, about it. I mean, take, take ourselves out. If somebody before had come to me and said, you know, oh, I, I see my ex's car and I have a, I have an, you know, I have a panic attack. I have PTSD. You'd think, right. What? You're freaking out over the, exactly. the parent, you know, the mother of your child or, you know, your father, your, your, your right. I mean, it's like, really? And then it's like, then you're living it and mm -hmm. you're like, oh my God, this is real. This is, this is a real thing. Right. Hell, I used to have that. You probably had the same thing, especially with all the court you've had to deal with mm -hmm. going to your damn mailbox. Even like, oh yeah. Like even I, there was a point where like I had to meditate a couple minutes before opening our family wizard. Yeah. Because just even yeah. opening the app, my heart would start to explode I can really, because yeah. I knew there would be some message of you didn't, you know, cut his sandwich facing north in half five times and I'm going to court, you know, and it's just always something like. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, yeah, it's crazy. And you're right. People just don't understand. Hey, unfortunately, I'm going to have to run. I let the, I, right, I started late. Good. So thanks for calling. All right, man. She had a lot of great points on that. Um, I mean, it's, but see, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, if, if you're new at this and unless I'm wrong and how this converse, that conversation was going, we were actually kind of laughing about some of the experiences because it's so bizarre. And I'll tell you, there was a period of time early in this whole process where I never thought that I would be able to, to feel like that. So there is a way to get your life back. You do overcome this. You have to approach it differently. Like the caller was saying, you know, doing the meditation before opening Family Wizard, getting mentally prepared to do that. Unfortunately, we have to, we have to take active steps to minimize and mitigate the effect of what these toxic freaking people do. So on that, I'm going to wrap today's show up. And as I'm going out, I want to say thank you, like I try to do every time, to the channel members who click the join button and who have uh, pledged their support behind the DSD channel for all that we do here. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. And it absolutely helps keep the phone lines on because it sucks money out of my account. 
and uh, keeps me going. Actually, and what keeps me going even more is the, the awesome feedback you guys give on how this channel and what I've done here has been helpful for you. So I really appreciate you saying that because if it was not for that feedback, why would I, what am I doing? Why would I do this? On this, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take a deep breath. Don't let these garbage humans ruin your day. And on that, I will catch you here tomorrow at 6 a.m. Pacific for another show. Take care, guys.